Hello, Michelle Laurie here, and as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane, and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio, or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian True Crime Live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning, that it's not suitable for children, and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. (laughs) 
filmmaker Jeffrey Wright has frankly changed his story over the years on the question of how closely the plot and the characters of his breakout 1992 film Romper Stomper were based on reality. In his director's commentary for the movie's 20th anniversary DVD release, Wright states that the script was based loosely on events involving people in 10 or so neo-Nazi gangs active around Australia in the 1980s. He's at pains to specify that the idea neither sprang from his becoming aware of a young man by the name of Dane Sweetman in Melbourne, nor does the movie depict Sweetman's exploits or those of his associates. 20 years earlier, however, when the film was first released, Sweetman and several of his gang members were in the news thanks to their rather unapologetic appearances in court and in prison for their Nazi-inspired violent crimes. So the idea that the production was based on them and that Jeffrey Wright had been interviewing Sweetman while writing the script was definitely used as fuel on the publicity bonfire around the movie. Claims that Wright even used transcripts of Sweetman's court cases as source material for the script are strengthened by moments like this in the film. Here, the gang leader, Hando, played by Russell Crowe, brandishes a tomahawk while evicting some squatters from a premises he's decided to move his gang into. We're going to stay here for a while. You guys don't want to hang around, do you? Do you? Now, I'm going to ask you nicely to leave. If I see either one of you again... I'm going to chop your legs off. In reality, Dane Sweetman was in Pentridge, serving a sentence for the tomahawk murder of his associate David Noble. And he had, indeed, chopped off Noble's legs. But we'll get to that because our guest today was another of Dane Sweetman's close associates. He was a member of Sweetman's gang and he was also in jail by the time the movie was released after a pretty spectacular showing in court. Andrew Martin Kirby is a reformed character, but I don't think he'd mind by saying he's still fairly newly reformed. He's only been out of jail since 2019 after a couple of false starts, so he's still very much adjusting to a lot of things like not using violence to deal with uncomfortable emotional situations. You and I have met enough former violent offenders by now to sadly not be too shocked by some of the details of Andrew's early life, as awful as they are. There just are common threads in the stories of children who grow up to become violent people, which is why we think that listening to adults who've made it out the other side is valuable. But given the recent spate of anti-Semitic incidents around Australia, and especially in Melbourne, the city that Romper Stomper was set in, and that Dane Sweetman and Andrew Kirby committed their crimes in, we think Andrew's experience in a neo-Nazi gang is particularly pertinent now. So we begin by finding out how a young Australian man joins a neo-Nazi gang. I had two working parents. I, I had a normal life. I moved around a lot, but um, I was sports mad. So me and my brother, I had a mate that I grew up with as well, Shane. We stuck together as brothers. You know, we were all sports mad and we played down the creek and we did normal things. And um, then you get to grade six and you go into high school and the bullying really, really took off. So I ran away from home. Uh, my parents split up and um, 
it wasn't because of them that I ran away, but I just had enough, you know, the bullying and all this sort of shit. And so I ran away. I gave away all my sports. I lost interest in, in everything. And then, you know, when I found my way to St Kilda and met elder people in their 30s and were looking for urns. And uh, I was working for the cafes, doing errands and things like that as a 14-year-old and then doing armed robberies. Got pinched for armed robbery and um, went to boys' home. I'm in the court, in the children's court. And so when I got back to Tirana, I, I was placed in the cell and, and kept in the cell for a few days. So I didn't mix with anyone. So I, I'm locked in my cell. And when I needed to go to the toilet and things like that, I'd have to bang up when everyone else was locked down and the screws would take you to the toilet, but they'd also sexually assault you and things like that. That's how they were getting away with a lot of stuff. You're getting ridiculed by other prisoners that know what's going on. And I was pissing and shitting in my cell and things like that. And it got to the stage where it was like, let me out. And when they let me out, it's like it created a beast. When did you run into Dane Sweetman? So I, I got out of Tirana and I caught up with someone that I was in Tirana with and he was skinhead and um, he was knocking around with Dane. And uh, he said, do you want to go back to, for a barbecue? We've been going, going over to Dane's place. And I didn't know who he was. And I said, yeah, why not? And so I went over to his, his parents' place and Dane and a few skinheads were there and pretty much shaved my head and hooked up. Did you know anything about what being a skinhead was, you know, sort of um, philosophically at that stage? Nothing. No. Me and Dane, you know, and the level of violence, um, that's what brought us together. It was the 80s. It was the late 80s and um, uh, the very start of 1990. You did not want to be catching public transport. You did not want to be caught out. Um, if you were a different race, if you were white and in a gang, anything like that, um, we turned the whole Melbourne into a war zone and it was our playground and um, we bashed, stabbed, killed, burnt, everything and anything that we possibly came across until we got pinched and, and it was horrific. When you say that Dane Sweetman was your co-offender, you describe him that way, was this in the, the homicide? No, I wasn't uh, charged with him. I, I was actually charged with murder and then they withdrew the charges and, and I was in South Australia and they, that's how they were trying to extradite me at that stage. But For that murder, for David Noble? Yep. So, um, But then they um, found other ways to extradite me. So they withdrew the charges and charged me with other crimes, uh, killing an Asian um, on Russell train station uh, just down from Clifton Hill. He lived 16 months and then died. Well, that's hideous. Yeah, it was. David Noble, who Dane Sweetman eventually went down for, he killed him on Hitler's birthday. Now, they say in the media it, that it was in celebration of Hitler's birthday. You said it was over a can of baked beans. Yeah, well, one bloke said to another, I think he's of another race. He was a big bloke and he was acting like a fool. He was acting like a dickhead standover, this... Just bad behaviour and Dane just come out and just stuck the axe in his head. Right. So it was part of a celebratory sort of event? Well, yep, there was a party going on. So I go over to South Australia. I'm in jail over there and a bloke comes up to me and says, uh, this bloke's going to cut your throat. He goes, you killed his brother. 
with Dane Sweetman. You killed his brother over in, in Melbourne. You cut his legs off and with the axe and he goes, his brother's in the unit. I boiled up boiling water and that and I threw it on him and his face fell off. Um, it was horrific. You know, it was like do or die. This is the screws put me in that situation where they put me in a unit with this bloke, with David Noble's brother. And it was do or die situation. He was going to kill me and I got there first. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I can take you back towards the end of my story when I'm in Supermax and I'm so many years in the Supermax in the solitary and mind you, be prior to that, I'd done umpteen million years in solitary. I went mad. I went through all sorts of phases to the point where in my mind, I started building a village and putting people in that village, people of substance, what I wanted to be of good nature. And so I built this in my mind over about 18 odd months. I shed my skin. I built myself up from my toes to my ankles to my knees. I built myself right back up and created the person that I was that was uh, a lot more compassionate, a lot more understanding. And I, from there, I just kept on that path. And um, if I have a problem, I'll go to my village and I'll sort that problem out in my head and then... I'll, I'll take that out to the community. And that's the way that I like to live my life now. I didn't want to break. I didn't want the system to beat me. I really didn't. They destroyed me and um, I didn't want them to, to actually break me and beat me. And the way I was getting tortured for 30 odd years through the system, and I mean, chained up to a, to a pipe in the cell, pissed on, like I was in shackles, chained up, pissed on, spat on, bashed, kicked, then run in, with a syringe, bang, hit me in the ass with medication that would put my body into full cramps for like 16 hours with the light on, squatting, 
shackled and zip-tied and being tortured in that sense, and they'd have to come and give me a pill under my tongue for my body to relax again, and then they would let me just roam my cell to unwind, and that took weeks to unwind from that sort of torture, and that's what they were doing to me. And, you know, when, when that's going on, you think that you're at the end of the... And end of your life, like I stuck my finger in a power point and everything like that, and it was just fortunate they turned the power off. Like, and and I thought, no, why should I be wanting to commit suicide when that's not me as a person? And I thought, no, they're not going to break me. I'll go through anything, and I did go through everything and anything, and I got out the other side. Oh, by the skin of my teeth. Absolutely, yeah. You pushed it to the very edge of being a violent prisoner, didn't you? Well, everything you're you're talking about, everything you've mentioned. The only way a human being can be treated that way in Australia, in a, the Australian system, is if they are an incredibly violent prisoner. Like all the medication, all that intervention is only used on a person who is so violent that they're a threat to everybody. They're a threat to themselves, they're a threat to other prisoners, they're a threat to staff. And you pushed it all the way there. And the fact that you have come all the way back to where you are now is, I would say, almost unheard of. You've had a book written about you. Yep, James Phelps. Yeah, James Phelps. How was that process of talking to him? Was it therapeutic? Yeah, that's good. I've become pretty um, close to James and we've, you know, spent hours and hours, like, you know, hundreds of hours of recording and talking and things like that. But we still kept it minimal because I've got stuff that I want to put out. Okay, Um, cool. But I want to keep stuff a secret, all the good juicy stuff I want to keep so that I can put it out myself because uh, only I can write my story. But with each stage and each thing that I that I do and all this crime and stuff that I've done, there's a message there that I want to um, add to it. So each story has a message with it. So it's not just a story and glorifying everything that I've done. It's nothing like that. There's, there is a story and a meaning to it all. You will still be accused of things, you know, you'll be accused of not repenting enough. Even when you say, you know, that you um, attacked an Asian, I can hear a certain section of our audience and of our community cracking the shits. The way you express yourself won't appease a lot of people. It won't, won't be enough. It won't be good enough for some people. How do you feel about copying backlash when you want to tell your story in your way are you ready for people to tell you you're wrong 100 percent. yeah but i mean if that community lives a day in my shoes now and, and doesn't think that i'm sorry for what i've done or, or for the um not seeing my family and being a try it live like how i am today i might come across on the outside as happy or or whatever, and show this sort of emotion. You want to try living inside, inside me. You want to go through the torture um, that I've went through to be able to survive. Torture that's illegal, you know, things like that that happen in the prison system that you don't think that happens in Australia, bullshit. There's prisoners that get absolutely ridiculed, tortured, bullied, bashed by the prison officers, set up to be killed. I mean, you just live in constant fear and you just got to... You know, if you want to survive, you've got to let that fear drive you to, to win. Now, how did I come to get to jail? It's horrible. That's, that's just shitful. It's wrong. 
I'm not going to sit here and say sorry a thousand times. I can only say it once. I apologize for the things that I've done. Never going to stop paying the price for it. And it's unfortunate. I was a kid. I was an immature kid who did not know what he was doing, um, that had been sexually assaulted, that had gone through all this stuff, that I was trying to figure out who I was that, and what I was was broken. One day I woke up and I was different. The fog cleared. And I never thought that fog would ever clear in my head and the fog cleared and all of a sudden I could put myself together and things started going forwards for me. Something that never happened that I wished happened when I was a child, but it didn't. For me, it didn't happen, but I, I can't please everyone. All I can do is just um, go through with my actions today, live by my actions today, um, not by my words, not by promises, you know, or anything like that just by my actions and that's all I can do. Thank you and good luck to our guest today, Andrew Kirby. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 139276 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, Michelle Laurie here, and as promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane, and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio, or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian True Crime Live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.